Welcome to the Next Steps to Better Days podcast with your Next Step coach, Adonis Lindsay. Hey everybody, Adonis Lindsay here. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Next Steps to Better Days. I am always honored to just uh, be able to bring you guys these podcasts. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all you listeners and subscribers out there that you continue to help me spread the word about Next Steps to Better Days. I continue to hear uh, people contact me. They send messages to let me know how the podcasts are really helping them. They're inspiring them. They're motivating them and encouraging them to take next steps in areas of their life uh, where they feel like uh, there's something more out there for them. So thank you guys for helping me do that. And I'm, I am truly uh, excited and, and just honored to have uh, today's special guest uh, all the way from Wisconsin, uh, she's in the studio. You guys are going to just, you're going to love her. You're going to be inspired by her amazing story. Uh, and, uh, just, just get ready. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great, great podcast. You're going to want to, uh, listen to this one over and over. And I'm sure you're going to think of some people that you can actually send this podcast to, uh, to encourage them in what could be a low moment of their life. But we're excited uh, to have with us Lisa Kennedy. She's a great friend of my wife's. They go uh, back many, many years. I think my wife told me since, uh, they, they were 16 or whatever, they were, they were good friends. And so, I just feel very, very honored and so special to have her in the studio. So Lisa, welcome to the studio and thank you for being one of the guests today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, Lisa, listen, I'm telling you, I've been waiting for a long time to, to do this podcast interview with you. In fact, I told my wife, I said, man, if, if ever they're in town or just by some circumstance they're in the area I want to get her in the studio so because we need to capture her story because I know there's people that are out there that will just be blessed and encouraged by her story so so Lisa so how did you guys end up in the Nashville area (laughs) Um, we were traveling for spring break and uh, we're being a bit spontaneous headed down to Gulf Shores um, in Alabama and then uh, decided to come up and spend a day in Nashville Wow. Wow. I'm so glad you did. I think my wife said that you had posted something online. She saw that. And and so one thing led to another. So you guys are actually just hanging out with us. And yeah. it's been great. Love you guys. Your husband, Brian, your daughters as well. So Lisa, before we get into your story, uh, just I want the listeners to get to know just a little bit about you. So 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 feel free to just tell them who you are, what you do and about your family as well. Okay, so um, I live in Mosney, Wisconsin, uh, which is a a small town in central Wisconsin. I've, and I've been there, yeah, <laughs> because I'm married to somebody from there. <laughs> We're known for cheese curds. <laughs> um, they are good. Yeah, I am a high school math teacher, and uh, I have two daughters, Annabella, who is 13, uh, going to be 14 next week, wow. and Kira's 11, um, and married to my husband Brian. I grew up in Mosney. And um, as I said, I teach math and I've taught in a few different schools, but I have um, just been back to my high school where I where I went to high school as a math teacher for the last three years. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you, if, if, if you ever get a chance to meet Lisa and Brian, just an amazing couple, love them so much and just uh, been hanging out with them a little bit here. So it's just been great. And so, you know, Lisa, when, when, you know, when Heather and I talk about you guys, it, we do it often because it's like, are they going to be taking a trip anywhere near <laughs> Nashville? And so I'm glad this one worked out. And so, you know, what you kind of described, you've got an amazing family, a beautiful family, a wonderful husband, your beautiful daughters, uh, kind of almost picturesque. And, you know, but Lisa, a couple of years ago, something happened 
uh, to you, you received a diagnosis. And this is where we're going to get into a little bit of your story. But you received a diagnosis that that just came out of left field, was was one of those gut punches, and turned your world upside down. Tell the listeners a little bit about that. So uh, I was 38 years old, and uh, I remember clearly on November 1st, uh, I had felt a, a small pain um, in my left breast, and uh, it was actually during the high school's uh, variety show, during the Elvis variety show. And I came home and talked to my husband about it. And uh, he said I should go in. So that was Sunday. And on Monday, um, during my prep time, I ran to the local clinic and saw a like nurse practitioner. And she had said I should probably get it followed up with in a few days. And um, remarkably, I had dinner with uh, one of my real good friends, um, who was a, or she's a physician's assistant, and I don't get to see her that often, uh, but we just happened to have dinner that night, and she said, no, you're getting in tomorrow. And so um, she worked at Urgent Care and um, told me to come in, so I went in to Urgent Care the next day um, and ended up having my mammogram, and they uh, went ahead and did an ultrasound right away. And I had went by myself because I thought for sure it was just going to be a cyst. Um, And when I was on the table um, with the ultrasound and the the doctor started checking my lymph nodes, uh, I could tell that something was wrong. And um, I kind of started to panic and said, "Uh, my husband's not here. He, you know, I'm supposed to be walking Remountain when I'm done with this, um, <laughs> which is Remountain's you know, one of the, the great, beautiful places to walk um, where I live. And so I ended up, you know, after she, she you know, kind of calmed me down and finished her examination and I called him at work and he didn't even really know exactly where I was. He knew I had an appointment, but didn't know how to get to me. Um, and then he came and we sat, uh, I sat on his lap in the, in the room with the doctor and she said, um, that normally she wouldn't um, tell this uh, to her patient, um, but she thought that I had three different types of cancer. Um, so I had found the lump on Sunday, and on Tuesday was being told at like three in the afternoon that I had two um, tumors and uh, DCIS, which wow. is precancer, on the back of my chest wow. wall. Wow. So, so you, you're talking about news that literally can rock your world it's like you you sunday is when you were talking about it and tuesday is like they're telling you that you've got three types of cancer Mm -hmm. and just totally and you know you may be a listener out there right now you're listening and maybe it may not be cancer but you've received some news that that came out of left field and you just don't know what to do uh with what you just received and so but you know as you continue to hear we're going to continue to talk about uh, Lisa's uh, story and how she came up out of that uh, but it's really important for you number one to understand that uh, as quick as that news came then uh, you can make a decision to turn that around as well and walk out that process and so Lisa right there you uh, man that's three days mm-hmm. and it's like you know that picturesque life that you probably never faced anything yeah. nowhere near that before but now all of a sudden you are faced with that and when the doctors told you that what was your initial reaction so i guess um that day they actually took me back to do biopsies right away and so she initially said that she was like i don't know if it was 99% sure but then um, I got the actual call on Tuesday at work. Mm. Um, and 
I would say initially I was very upset, you know, distraught. Um, but also maybe just, it's hard to explain. Um, I guess it was one of those things that it was like, okay, um, I have cancer. And, uh, in my head I thought, you know, the statistics is one out of eight women or one out of eight women get cancer. And I have eight amazing uh, girlfriends from Edgar, uh, that I taught with. And I have a lot of other friends as well, but I thought, you know what, I'm the one in eight Mm. and, um, I'm going to fight this and do everything that I can, uh, to come out of it. But I didn't have that, like, why me, um, stage of, you know, why is this happening? It was more of, okay, I have cancer and how are we going to move forward? Wow. Wow. And I love that. I love that type of reaction because I think a reaction is so important because that's going to set the stage for how you're going to handle with this, with the situation. And so, you know, you said something, Lisa, you said you, you came to terms, you know, you, you, you looked at your eight girlfriends and, and it's eight of you guys and you were the one in eight and you told yourself, okay, this is the diagnosis. This is the, the reality. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't like to face reality, but you said the reality is I've got cancer in my body, but I'm going to fight this thing. And so, and I think, you know, if you're out there listening, I think that is a key for you to take away, uh, for anything that can come your direction that totally blindsides you and, and just that's so far out of your control. If you just make that decision, Hey, I'm going to fight this thing. And then I believe that's going to set you up for, for some type of success is going to put you on a journey to overcoming, uh, that initial, uh, diagnosis, or, uh, maybe you're going through a bad divorce, whatever that is, you've got to make sure that you're going to be a person that's going to fight your way through and fight your way out of that. Now, Lisa, going back to you, it's like, wow, it's like, uh, man, what was your mental capacity like going on when you're just thinking about, okay, I've got cancer, but I've got to fight this. Because a lot of times uh, the mind can play some some bad tricks on us. And I think a lot of times our battles in our mind. So how did your mind cope with all of that? I think the hardest part was, um, of course, being a mom uh, to two uh, beautiful young girls and the fear of not surviving um, and the fear of leaving them, um, without a mom. And so I think mentally that was probably the most challenging portion, um, with the way that everything, uh, kind of unfolded. I actually met my oncologist, uh, the day that I was diagnosed, like four days after, and then my surgeon the following day. And then everything happened really quickly. Aggressively. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had a full mastectomy within 10 days of my initial diagnosis, Um, and so part of it was it happened so fast that I didn't have a lot of time to fret the details. Gotcha. And, um, I think that I kind of went with my gut and had amazing doctors, um, that I trusted and felt confident in their, um, in the course of action that they recommended. And so, um, yeah, it just, it was kind of all of a whirlwind at the beginning and, uh, did you kind of feel like Lisa, because a lot of times when, when people get some news, it's like, okay, who do I trust? Mm-hmm. And so there had to be something like, where did you find that strength to even sit there? Uh, because everything was thrown at you all at once. Mm-hmm. And so where did, where did Lisa find that inner strength or that inner peace to sit there and listen to your doctors and to what I, for lack of a better term to get on this fast track, I mean, you were mm-hmm. just, 
you had surgeries, you had uh, like you had the mastectomy, just all these things. So, so what what gave you that strength to walk that out? It's really interesting. Um, when I was diagnosed, I had a just huge outpouring of support, which was just unbelievable. Um, I had people messaging me on Facebook, um, former students, high school friends I hadn't talked to in 20 years. Um, people were sending cards and gift cards and um, making meals. And it was amazing the love and support that I felt um, just from like the community around me. Um, and then I think, you know, real specifically, my husband was really strong and a great support. Um, and many people had commented on how I um, walked through these moments. And when I, you know, kind of think back, I, my faith was way deeper than I ever could have predicted or imagined. Wow. So when I was put into that situation, um, I really did feel a very strong connection um, to God and with my faith. And I did a lot of praying and I yeah. just felt like um, what I was going through, um, he was with me and everything was going to turn out the way it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, you said you had a lot of support uh, from, you know, a variety. You had your, your, your town support you, mm-hmm. friends, your, I believe your students mm-hmm. uh, supported you as well. But then you've, you had, you had a husband that was right there with yes. you. And, uh, if you guys ever get a chance to meet Brian, he's just a class, a classy guy. I love this guy, man. It's, I could hang out with him, uh, forever. And, but he was right there with you and it's both of you walking through this. And mm-hmm. I love that because Lisa, you know, you touched on something. You said, you know, I'm a mom and I've got two beautiful daughters. I've got a husband and, and it's almost like, like, you know, you, you looked at the whole reality and the whole picture of of what could happen. But, you know, I tell people all the time, instead of thinking of everything that could go wrong, you've got to train your mind to think of all the things that could go right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to give you strength. And so, you know, you pressed into God. You, uh, I love it that you said, you know, you had a much deeper faith that you even realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think so many times, Lisa, when we go through things, um, then it, it forces us to uh, become stronger. It forces us to, if, if we are a person of faith, it forces us uh, to uh, dive deeper in that relationship with God and really trust in God because all of that was outside of your control. Uh, but yet, I believe Lisa still had to be strong. You even, you even had that hashtag, Lisa's mm-hmm. strong. And I love that because it's like you're speaking to yourself to be strong in these moments. But Lisa, I know uh, that you did not feel strong in every moment, Mm-mm. you know, because that was, that was a real life altering thing. Uh, that happened. So tell the listeners out there just some of those moments where you struggle, Lisa, and you hit some low moments. And what did you do in those moments? Um, a few things that kind of, I guess, come to my mind is uh, when I first had to have uh, my MRI before I had my mastectomy, I was really afraid um, to have the MRI and to be put into the enclosure. Oh, yeah. And um, I was having a hard time, like almost having an anxiety attack. And I just kind of had a mantra that I kept repeating. And it was, I am strong. God is with me. And I just kept saying it over and over again. And it kind of took my mind off of um, the situation at hand and and helped me to get through it. So I found myself kind of coming back to that, um, having a mantra when I was, was struggling. Uh, some of the, the real tough times was, um, were, uh, so chemo is like 
the worst. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, um, I remember seeing some of your posts yeah. sometimes you, and, and the thing I love about your journey, is like you were, you were posting the real deal mm-hmm. of what was going on. And sometimes you would post that it was a struggle. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, people say how awful chemo is, but I really think until you've been through it, you really have no idea. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, it's one of those necessary evils that you go through, um, so that you can survive, but, uh, there were some really rough days and thankfully it was, you know, I'd have chemo in a day or two, it'd be okay. And then maybe days three, four and five were, were truly terrible. And along with it, um, I had kind of lost my vision, uh, due to steroids. So I couldn't read, I couldn't watch TV. Um, and I remember like laying in my bed and thinking that it was like six o'clock at night and I just wanted the day to end. And then how horrible that felt to want to be wishing the day away when I was fighting for my life. Um, But the day was so long and I knew that I was going to be feeling better. And so just trying to wish through that bad day. Uh, Yes. Um, Not to cut you off, but that was real important. You, Mm -hmm. you had to, you, it's like you checked yourself. It's like, I knew I was going to be feeling better. And, but you know, I've got to get through this moment. And, And it's almost like you kept that vision of a healthy life in front of you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get through this thing. And I think that is so important when we're going through the mist, right in the middle of of a fight and a battle and we're at those low moments, you've got to keep that vision of, hey, this is this is rough right now, but I'm going to be better at the end of this tunnel, at the end of this journey. And I love that about you. You said your mantra was, I am strong, God is with me. And that is so key to have something that you're speaking to yourself. At least I tell everybody this, and I'm a firm believer that we are the first recipients of whatever comes out of our mouth. And so what we speak matters because we're hearing that. And when mm-hmm. you're telling yourself, I am strong and God is with me and, and, and the hashtag Lisa strong, it's almost like you were, you were saying something and not just saying it, but you were believing it and you walked into that. Mm-hmm. And so, but you know, we go through those things in life. It's like, we're, we're believing for a better outcome. Uh, but you know, we've got to believe for that even when the outcome doesn't look like it's going to be better or we're feeling something on the inside. And like you said, you know, uh, you can never truly explain or, or describe chemo until you've been through it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was looking at your post and it's like and Heather and I were praying for you all the time. And it's like, man, just to, just to see her courage and knowing what she's going through. And Lisa, you know, even when you, you know, uh, you know, of course, everybody knows when you go through chemo, you lose your hair. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about that, because if you were looking at Lisa right now, she's got a beautiful head of hair. <laughs> and uh, so tell us a little bit about what was that struggle like? So when um, I was going to go through chemo, I knew I was going to lose my hair. And I didn't think it would be that big of a deal um, since I had went through and had my mastectomy. And so... I had my mastectomy without reconstruction. And so I felt like I had already lost, you know, such an important part of my body Mm -hmm. that my hair would be nothing. It wouldn't be a big deal. And my first chemo was before Christmas. And on Christmas Eve, my hair started to fall out. Wow. And uh, I had a pile of hair and called my sister down and we cried for about a half hour. Yeah. And then pulled myself together and celebrated Christmas and then um, I struggled for probably three days. Um, and people would tell me, shave your head, cut it off, shave your head. Um, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. And it was really emotional. And then I like prayed about it. And, and I did a lot of um, 
writing of my feelings, as you mentioned, kind of through Facebook and asked for prayers. And I think on the third day I woke up and just had kind of come to peace and called a friend and her neighbor um, shaved my head in her, her, her neighbor had like a, a single uh, chair salon in her home and she shaved my head and we cried. Um, but it was such a relief when it was done. Yeah. Like it was this huge weight that had been lifted and I didn't think I would be that emotional about my hair. Um, but it is such a big visual part of who you are. You know, you, I didn't look sick when I had my hair Yeah. and when my hair was gone, I looked sick. Yeah. Yeah. So even in the midst of that, Lisa, it's like, I can still see you probably having to look at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you are strong mm-hmm. and, and to keep keep moving forward. And so just that whole journey right there, because, you know, once again, it's like a lot of people can feel like, you know, man, I'm losing the battle. But I think if we have our mindset, no, I'm just I'm going through the process. And this is all part of the process mm-hmm. to get me to the other side of this, which is I'm going to be healthy and whole. Uh, once again and so but we hit those moments because we're human and and we go through those struggles and so Lisa when you when you were uh, you shaved your head and and uh, and like I said guys you were to look at her today she's had a beautiful head of hair here and uh, just a a, a glow about her a beautiful smile and just to to know her journey like you know Lisa I can say looking at you today I would have if I didn't know you I would be clueless to you went through something Mm -hmm. like that that could have taken you out uh, you're full of joy and just seeing you and your beautiful family here uh, with us here in the Nashville area. And so, Lisa, you know, uh, you know, it's time would not permit us telling your whole story. I'm going to try to get her to write a book one day because she's <laughs> she's journal. I know you've journaled I, all of I this yep. and she's just got an amazing story. I remember the news came down and did a, yep. a piece on you as well when all that was going on. And so I'm, I'm going to try to twist her arm and at least try to write a book and, and put it out there because a lot of people need to hear her entire story. Uh, but Lisa, real quickly as we come to the final moments of, of this, and thank you once again for sharing your story, uh, but for somebody that's listening right now, uh, maybe they're going through something or they know somebody, Lisa, out there uh, that is going through something that is just devastating, uh, maybe they receive some bad news and they just, uh, they're slipping into a dark tunnel, uh, a downward spiral, and they just don't know what to do. Lisa, what kind of encouragement would you give somebody right now uh, that feel like they just had the rug pulled out from under them and they're faced with something that's out of their control? What are some next steps that you would tell that person, Lisa, uh, to they can begin to take some steps to get on a journey of coming out of that? I guess I would say that bad times are temporary. And Mm. so the moment that they're in, as awful as it is, um, it can't last. So it's almost like you have to ride out the storm and uh, better days are coming. And uh, the bad times aren't permanent. There's always always a new day. There's always a time where you're going to come out of it. And um, to lean on those of you, those um, people who are there to support you and love you. And um, I think to not be afraid to ask for help and to accept it. That's key. Because a lot of people, when they're going through something, they don't want to tell anybody. Right. 
And then all of a sudden it's like, man, I didn't know you were going through that. And they were like, well, I didn't want to tell and, and bother people. But that is so key mm-hmm. uh, to lean on those people that are there and don't be afraid or embarrassed mm-hmm. uh, to ask for help. I love that because that is real talk right there. And that's that's realizing that, hey, I need people, you know, uh, around me to help me get through this. So, uh, man, but, you know, you said something, Lisa, you said bad times are temporary. And I think if people can just catch that. Bad times are temporary. Even when when it when the road is long, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you hit some of those moments where you felt like, how long mm-hmm. is this going to last? Uh, but reminding yourself bad times are temporary and they are subject to change, to go away. But I think it's you continuing to be strong and to remind yourself every day that you are strong, lean into the people around you. And uh, if you're a person of faith, lean into God and and just know that, that uh, your next days can be your best days if you stay in the journey and push through. And at least I definitely, it's definitely evident just by looking at you and seeing all of that. And so Lisa, once again, thank you for being being a very, very, very special guest on the podcast today. And so, and I'm sure guys, you're going to, you know, a lot of people like to, um, message my guests that, that are on the podcast. And so at least I'm sure she's just got tons of stuff uh, that she can share with people out there. Just words of encouragement. And just once again, I'm gonna try to twist her arm. I'm kind of dropping that little seed thought right now to write a book or something and put all her journaling together and things like that. But Lisa, thank you for uh, number one, for hanging out with the family. I know my wife, thank you Heather, for having us. It's yeah, I know she's to been be here. thrilled to just, she's like, Oh, she goes, I keep texting Lisa, like, come stay with us, come yeah. stay with us. And so, um, <laughs> Uh, but I think it, I think it was God, and I think it all worked out because I've been just wanting to get your story out there so people could hear that. And and once again, if you're listening, this is just a fraction of the story. Uh, time would not permit us to you know tell you know everything that she's gone through. But I'm telling you, just uh, watching her through social media and uh, you know knowing her as well, and me and my wife praying for her as courses. Many people were praying for you, Lisa. And, mm-hmm. But just to see you and Brian together, just on that journey and and walking it out, and so and. And you know what? You can be encouraged today, too, as a listener uh, to know that uh, if you're going through a bad time, it's temporary. It will not last. Stay strong. Uh, surround yourself with some good people. And Lisa, just you know, bring us up to speed about your, your health today and things that you're doing. Um, I am great. I uh, currently have no evidence of disease. Um, so I get checkups every six months. And I'm... You know, teaching and exercising and vacationing with my family and uh, living life and making memories. Wow. Well, now, I remember one thing about you that you love to run. Mm-hmm. And so it was amazing watching your your journey because even when you were fighting the, the fight, I think you started running a little bit. And I remember you posted one time, I think you tried to do a mile or something. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My first mile was actually um, in Orange Beach on the, on the beach, my first mile after chemo. And it was amazing. Wow. So, and, yeah. I'm tell- and, and I'm thinking about that. And it's like, you know, for some people, it's hard enough just to run a mile. Yeah. But but you used to run many miles. And then you had the, the battle with cancer. And then you, you got back in the journey of doing that. But when I saw that, I'm like, man, she is strong. 
You know, she's not going to let this thing beat her. She's not going to let it keep her down. And so, uh, and, and, and you know, if you're listening, that, that should encourage you as well. Listen, don't, don't give up on your passions. Don't give up on things that you love doing. You just got to you know, fight this temporary battle, stay positive, and know that your bad time will not last forever. And uh, I'm telling you, it's very evident just hearing Lisa's testimony and story. So, Lisa, once again, thank you for being our special guest. And, uh, uh, you know, you can, you can find out more information about Lisa will tag her in the post when we post this on on social media and uh, Lisa don't be a stranger okay and the next time you're back in Nashville we will definitely get you back on the podcast thank you for being with us today thank you Hey guys, once again, Adonis Lindsay here. It's always a pleasure uh, to be bringing you guys some just amazing stories and guests. And so you've just heard from Lisa Kennedy, an amazing person with an amazing husband and family. And uh, I'm telling you, she is Lisa Strong. She beat cancer. She... Uh, she walked out the journey and uh, I believe you can walk out whatever journey that you're faced with and you don't have to let bad news or bad times keep you down. She's a survivor. Uh, she's an overcomer and she is Lisa Strong. Okay, guys. And thank you once again for always tuning in to Next Steps to Better Days. Always remember, it's never too late to make your next days your best days. You've been listening to the Next Steps to Better Days podcast with your Next Step coach, Adonis Lindsay. For additional resources or coaching, please visit AdonisLindsay.com.